G'day folks, welcome to episode 109 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray. So this week, we've got a bit of a shorter episode. We're just going to look at uh, security updates for the past week. Uh, next week, we will go into a bit more detail on some other topics in Ubuntu security, but wanted to get uh, yeah through the main details of this week and get the podcast out to everyone. So let's just dive into it. So this week, there were 28 unique CVEs that were addressed across the supported Ubuntu releases. Up first, we had an update for ContainerD, and this was for uh, the later Ubuntu releases, that is 20.04, long-term support, and Groovy Gorilla, the 2010 release. A single CVE here uh, that would affect uh, ContainerD when using its CRI implementation, that's the Kubernetes Container Runtime Interface. And in that case, um, if you had uh, containers that would share the same image, uh, it would potentially reuse uh, the same environment variables and other environment settings between them. And so if you had things like uh, secrets and other bits in those environments, you know, that could then be leaked from one container to another. Uh, this was a race condition, uh, so it was less likely to occur if you're not launching containers in rapid succession that all share the same uh, underlying image. But yeah, that has been fixed for ContainerD now. So if you are using it in that scenario, you are a bit safer. There was an update as well for Ruby. Um, three different CVEs were rolled into this. Uh, this was for the Ubuntu releases 16.04, 18.04, and 20.04 long-term support and the 2010 release. Uh, as I say, three CVs in this. Uh, the most interesting one was where crafted JSON could result in possible remote code execution. In this case, uh, the JSON parser would end up creating a potentially malicious object uh, within the Ruby interpreter, and you, you could then go and do what you like with that within the context of, of the Ruby itself. So uh, that was fixed, as well as a couple of different information leaks, uh, one via uh, unanalyzed memory in socket operations, so it would fail to zero out some memory that uh, it would allocate from the heap, so then you could could potentially get uh, sensitive data exposed to uh, the rest of the uh, process running there uh, by just manually interpreting that memory. And so there was also an issue where it would fail to validate transfer encoding header. Uh, this could then result in uh, bypassing in a re any reverse proxy that you had set up there as well then resulting in a possible uh, HTTP request smuggling attack in the end. There was also an update for uh, the Linux kernel. This is for uh, the 4.4 and the 4.15 kernel. They are used for Ubuntu releases 18.04 long-term support and 16.04 long-term support respectively. Uh, three of these were in the iSCSI subsystem. Uh, the most important one of these was a heat buffer overflow that could be exploited by a local attacker and potentially allow them to get code execution as root. Uh, the other two were different information leaks that could expose uh, kernel pointers to user space and a possible out of bounds read as well. So that's the kind of thing that, again, could result in an information leak by reading memory that you know, wasn't intended to be read or potentially crashing if it would read outside you know, the guard pages or the allocated memory as well. There was also an update as well for the OEM kernel. This is a 5.10 based kernel that is for the 2004 long-term support release. Uh, this is used for some of our OEM platforms if you get Ubuntu pre-installed on them. And uh, in this case, it was a fix for a possible uh, use after free in the network block device driver. And so uh, possibly a local attacker could exploit that and cause a crash or get possible code execution. Uh, next up, we had an update for pigments. This is the Python library that is used for uh, syntax highlighting and the like. So lots of different uh, wiki engines and the like use this as their backend so that you can put in code snippets and it will you know, syntax highlight them nicely. 
this was updated for the Ubuntu releases uh, 16.04, 18.04, 20.04 long-term support and Groovy Gorilla. Uh, in this case, uh, there was a possible uh, infinite loop that could be triggered uh, that could then result in a CPU-based denial of service when parsing uh, crafted standard ML files. Uh, so in this case, an input file containing just the one word exception would be able to trigger that. Uh, so a pretty simple uh, proof of concept there, but yeah, that has been fixed. So any uh, anything using pigments is a little bit safer now. We had 14 CVs addressed in an update for Privoxy. Uh, again, this goes all the way back to our 14.04 extended security maintenance release, plus uh, the current long-term support releases, 16.04, 18.04, and 20.04 long-term support, and 2010. Uh, this is the privacy enhancing HTTP proxy. And so, yeah, a lot of different issues fixed here uh, had you know, incorrect handling of CDI requests uh, that could result in a denial of service or an information leak. Uh, there's also incorrect handling of regular expressions. Again, that could result in uh, denial of service. Uh, so you could crash it or possibly uh, leak memory as well. Uh, there's also incorrect handling of client tags. Again, that could um, a bunch of different cases of that that could lead to various memory leaks. So it could cause a denial of service as well through that. Uh, another kernel update. This was for uh, some of the more recent releases. That's 18.04 long-term support, 24 long-term support, and 2010, the Groovy Gorilla. In this case, these were all around, oh, there was a bunch of fixes for uh, BPF handling. So the first of these uh, was actually reported uh, to us, uh, that's Ubuntu, and then we uh, reported this to the rest of the kernel community. In this case, it was an upstream fix for uh, an issue in the BPF verifier where it uh, failed to properly handle mod32 destination register truncation when the source register was known to be zero. So BPF is uh, the kind of, um, in kernel uh, just-in-time compiled uh, language that you can do various operations with uh, has obviously registers and different you know operations on that like mod and the, and the like so in this case it wouldn't handle that properly and that then could be turned into an arbitrary memory read so as I say this was fixed upstream but the implication of it wasn't noticed then I believe uh, so in this case someone reported that to us we then uh, you know, have fixed this and reported it upstream as well. So in this case, yeah, as an arbitrary memory read, you could then uh, get an information leak, but it, uh, we couldn't rule out that it could also be used as an arbitrary memory write kind of operation. So in that case, you could get uh, code execution as well through that. Uh, there was also some fixes for uh, actually some commits that went into the kernel uh, a few years ago for the original Spectre vulnerabilities. So if you remember, these are the speculative execution attacks uh, that could allow, say, user space to read kernel space memory or that kind of thing. Uh, in this case, there were a bunch of um, fixes put in again for the BPF subsystem so that you couldn't use speculative execution within that to read out kernel memory. Uh, unfortunately, they were found to be insufficient. So again, that could allow uh, a local attacker to potentially read all of kernel memory uh, through speculative execution. That was one of the vulnerabilities or another one was, I think, uh, the first four gigs of memory. So either way, yeah, they've been fixed as well. Plus in this update uh, was rolled in those iSCSI fixes that I talked about earlier as well. All right, so that's it for this week in kernel updates. I guess the other thing I wanted to mention in this episode is that we are still hiring. So we have open uh, an AppArmor security engineer position. We also have open a position for someone on our security certifications team. And finally, we have a uh, generalist position as well. That one is open to anyone all over the world, uh, the first two being more specifically in uh, US or Europe time zones. But either way, if you are interested in any of those roles, please check out the links in the show notes. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast, you're already uh, probably a reasonable candidate. You're obviously into Ubuntu and security, so we would love to hear from you. So yeah, check out those links and come and apply. 
All right, so that takes us to the end of this week's episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening again for another week. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at securityubuntu.com. We are in the Ubuntu Harden channel on the Freenode IRC network. We are also on Twitter at Ubuntu underscore stick. All right, so I will be back again with you all next week. Uh, but remember, until then, keep calm because we have got your back, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.